0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: The case of murdered Army soldier Vanessa Guillen is causing ongoing repercussions for the entire military as pressure grows to take the prosecution of sex crimes out of the military chain of command altogether. One proposal would create an independent prosecutor for such crimes, one of the stories in this week's DOD Reporter's Notebook with Scott Massioni and Jared Serbu. Well, Scott, what is the latest with respect to how the military deals with sexual assault cases? and sexual crime cases.
0: Sure. Well, the Army recently just came out with their investigation of the murder of Specialist Guillen. And if you remember, Vanessa Guillen was the soldier who was killed at Fort Hood after being sexually harassed. This report uh, really has a pretty damning evidence that the leadership did not do their job uh, and was also not sufficiently emphasizing the response and prevention of sexual harassment and assault and also just really did not escalate the issue farther up the the chain of command. Uh, That's really been the issue that the military and Congress have seen over the past few years and even before that but now we have Senator Kirsten Gillibrand releasing a bill which addresses this sexual assault within the military. And what that would do is create an independent prosecutor for sex crimes. Uh, this bill has 46 co-sponsors, 10 of which are Republicans, and has some of the most conservative senators signed on to it, including Ted Cruz of Texas. So with support with such from such wide ideological perspectives, it's most likely that this is going to make it into the 2022 defense authorization bill. Now, the Defense Department also has its own independent review saying that there should be an independent prosecutor for this uh, sexual harassment issue and we have uh, D- deputy Defense secretary Kathleen Hicks saying that the Defense Department is going to really take into account everything that's been said and that they're going to be talking with leadership and uh, you know, the the other parts of the military to inform the Secretary's decision. So it's looking very likely that this is going to make it into some major legislation that passes has Got passed it. sixty years in a row.
1: Two questions. Would that prosecutor be within the military establishment or something outside just as part of the federal courts?
0: That's something that remains to be seen. They haven't released exactly everything out on the bill yet. But uh, what I believe it would be is something that's completely outside of the military. That's something that Congress has been really pushing for, that they want just something completely different, a completely outside prosecutor to look into these cases.
1: And secondly, that proposal doesn't really address the issue of how the military treats sexual harassment cases before they escalate into something like a murderous crime. That's the whole culture issue, and a prosecutor really wouldn't get at that. Are they thinking about that part, too?
0: Right. So, you know, that, I think that depends on how they're going to decide to promulgate this. Um, you know, is, is it going to be sex crimes in general that are going to be taken out of the chain of command? Is it only sexual assault? That's something they're going to have to kind of work through. And I, I think that could be a point of contention between some of the more conservative and liberal lawmakers. We're going to have to see how, how things shake out uh, right now. I believe it's only sexual assault that's going to be. The one that uh, that will be taken out of the chain of command. But it may be more sex crimes that may eventually end up there.
1: And Jared Serbu, let's turn to you for a moment. Rapid acquisition is a great idea, except that you could end up buying a pig in a poke if you're not careful. Yeah, that's right. So what we're really talking about here and what came
2: across in congressional testimony last week is specifically the middle tier of acquisition authority, sometimes called Section 804 authority. Basically, what it does is it allows a program manager to basically bypass most of the rules in what's traditionally thought of as in the DOD 5000 series if the program can deliver uh, a finished product within five years or a prototype within five years, so rapid prototyping and rapid fielding. The concern that DOD's Director of Operational Test and Evaluation has is if you make testing optional, which you kind of do if you bypass most of those rules, it's up to the program manager to design a good testing program or not really do one all. At all, and they're seeing too many instances in which testing is an afterthought or it's poorly designed. There are some exceptions that uh, Raymond O'Toole, the acting director of uh, test and evaluation, pointed to last week. Those exceptions include the Army's future long-range assault aircraft and the Marines' amphibious combat vehicle, which are using MTA authority and where the program managers really did make a serious effort to build in a testing program. But there are are a lot where they're just not seeing that's the case. And there are a lot of middle tier of acquisition programs proliferating throughout DOD, more than I realized, frankly. The uh, director of operational test and evaluation is overseeing 28 MTA programs as of now. And as a rule, they they don't have great testing built in.
1: I guess the more complicated the Platform, the more you'd have to test it. It's hard to imagine a flying platform that wouldn't be tested. And as you say, those do have the test built in, though, correct? In some cases, yes. In some cases,
2: even huge programs have not done testing as early as GAO or dot e would like to see. Prime examples being the F-35, which 20 years down the line is still only in the initial phases of ot e The USS Ford-class carrier uh, has, has not even started any kind of formal uh, ot process at this point and it, it you're right that it depends on the program but it, at this point in in the evolution of technology one thing that you really got to test for pretty much any system is uh cyber requirements and 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 whether something is hardened enough to operate in a realistic cyber environment and that's another huge concern on the part of dot e which says that there really are no systems in dod's inventory right now that can operate against a realistic adversary in a contested environment
1: All right. And Scott, finally, there is an issue of the Coast Guard trying to get better at retaining especially female Coasties, minorities, and recruiting them in the first place.
0: That's right. They have a goal that they want the branch to be 25 percent women and 35 percent minorities. Uh, They're making some progress on removing barriers to entry, but there's still quite a way that they have to go. In fact, Carl Schultz, who's the commandant of the Coast Guard, said that if he did nothing but bring women into Cape May which is where they they do their training and bring people in um for 4000 people a year for the next 4 years they would still only move to about 15 to 18% uh of women in in the Coast Guard so they need to quite uh, you know quite a big push to make this actually happen it's going to take quite a few years you know he said right now he can't find 4000 women at that pace so uh the Coast Guard commissioned the Rand Corporation a few years ago to look into why the service was having trouble retaining women it had a lot to do partly with with sexual harassment and things like that but also simply just uh moving throughout the total force having the flexibility that that women wanted uh, within their careers so they're retaining women right now about five to ten percent which is not really where they want to be they're removing some of the barriers to entry which like i said moving um, integrated total force type things so women who take 84 days of maternity leave bringing someone in uh, from the reserves to take their spot, maybe go on the deployment. The Coast Guard's also conducting another study with RAN that's going to be on minority recruitment and retention. Uh, they're expecting that to come out in July. And uh, then in the meantime, the service is implementing the recommendations from its diversity and inclusion plan. They have about 20 of those finished, but there's 125 in total. They're hoping to finish that by this fall.
1: Federal News Network Scott Mascione and Jared Serbu. Check out their DoD Reporter's Notebook at federalnewsnetwork.com.
3: Welcome to the Lessons in Leadership podcast. I'm your host, Shane Canfield, CEO of WEPA. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Rick Wade, Senior Vice President of Strategic Alliances and Outreach at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. Previously, Rick was a Senior Advisor and Deputy Chief of Staff to Secretary of Commerce Gary Locke. He worked closely with the Obama administration. And he also worked with Commerce's Economic Development Administration to foster regional economic development in distressed areas and with the Minority Business Development Agency to create jobs through the growth of minority-owned businesses. He received a B.S. from the University of South Carolina and an M.P.A. from Harvard University. Rick, welcome and thanks so much for joining me.
4: terribly difficult challenge one of the other defining uh, moments i think in our time uh that has dictated uh a change in leadership if you will uh was the murder of george floyd i think it created a whole different consciousness uh in america and certainly within me uh about the importance of being empathetic uh in uh in in the way i lead to be inclusive uh to be uh to, to lead in a way uh in which you're very sensitive to the impact of your decisions
3: I'm Shane Canfield, CEO of WEPA. Thank you for listening to today's Lessons in Leadership podcast. And until we see you next time, take good care.
0: Grab a 30 day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.